The Career Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Nisar Ahmad, and I am the founder and editor of the blog CareerMedicine.com. And this is episode 39 of the Career Medicine Podcast. And this particular episode is part of what I call a day in the life of series. So, in each of these episodes, if you have listened to them before, I conduct interviews with individuals from a particular career or profession. And the whole point of these episodes is for listeners to learn a little bit more about a particular role so if they are looking to get into that role they have some ideas they have some background and for today's episode i'm speaking with a podcaster and our guest's name is scott Dusset. and um, the reason i chose podcaster if you have been on the internet like the three billion people who use the internet podcast is is a word that anybody knows i checked some stats uh, as of end of 2015, end of 2013, this is like a while back. Apple said there have been one billion podcast subscribers, and as of end of 2015, there's 60,000 podcasts. So, podcasting is growing. There are 60,000 podcasts active on iTunes. Uh, so you can also add the other channels. It'll be more than that. So you can imagine the growth in this relatively short industry. And Scott is an expert. This is where he makes his living, his business. So I thought it would be great for people to listen to Scott's experience. So Scott will be sharing his experience, how he got started in this particular profession, where he stands today, some of the benefits, some of the challenges of the job or career itself. So, hey, Scott, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, man. I am very, very happy to, uh, to be a part of the show. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. I'm, I'm sure this is going to be a great, fun interview. Before we get into the, the questions I have and an introduction, I always like to ask my guests where they are calling from. I, I have, so where are you calling from today? I am calling from Fredericton, New Brunswick. So for those of you who don't know, it's um, New Brunswick is in the east coast of Canada. All the east coast provinces and cities they are very beautiful in the summer uh, some if you're in if you're in Canada including myself pay a visit I've only heard good things of people who have come back from there since I have you Scott on the call can, can you tell us something about Fredericton that most people do not know or haven't heard about okay well uh, I could say a few things one it's 15 minutes away from probably the largest military base or one of the largest military bases in the Commonwealth um, it's horrible in the winter <laughs> it's beautiful in the summer but it's it's a pretty pretty rough winter and from what I've heard and I don't know if this is true or not we have more millionaires per capita than anywhere else in the country a small population, but a very wealthy one, apparently. That is interesting. Those two stats, to be honest, I, I'm based in Toronto. Um, I haven't heard, so that is amazing. That's good to know. The, uh, that, I, like, I like this question because you always learn something about places that you thought you knew something, but you don't. So that's amazing. Thanks for sharing those stats and information. And just a comment, uh, the, I'm based in Toronto, so when people ask me anything about visiting 
I say, you know what? Come to Canada in the summer. It's beautiful. So I hear you, man. <laughs> in winter, I, all of Canada is is not pretty. <laughs> my last visit to Toronto was, well, I went over Christmas, but I went as well during the summer. And both times I went, it was very gray and very dreary. And it, it seems like it, it's a beautiful city and there's a lot happening, but I cannot wait to go when it's sunny <laughs> and clear and beautiful. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. I can guarantee that 3 million people in Toronto share your same pain <laughs> when it comes to that. <laughs> so let's uh, get on with the interview. So I would love to, uh, I, always, I would love to uh, uh, start this off by, uh, maybe you, you can start off and you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Scott Dusen? Oh, wow. That's a, that's a deep question. So I was, I'm, I'm me, just a guy. I podcast and I edit people's shows and do production and things like that, of that nature. I coach people through how to run successful podcasts. I consult with people and teach them how to make their existing shows better um, in relation to what goals they have for their show. Outside of that, I have a part-time job at a convention center because I want to learn someday how to put on podcast conventions. And I figured what better way to get the education than work in the field for a little while. On side of that, I, in a relationship, I live in Fredericton, which is, you know, my hometown. I grew up here from the tender age of like three or four years old. I moved away quite a bit and then ended up back here for a little while. And working on membership communities and just trying to do an all-around cool thing with business so that I can earn a bunch of money and do it from home and eventually create jobs for people. That's pretty much the goal. <laughs> That's great to hear, uh it's, it's always uh, one of the reasons I brought you on is because you majority of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis revolves around podcasting. As I mentioned, it's a growing field, so there's a lot of potential there. So I'm, I'm curious, Scott, how did you come about becoming involved in this, in this field? Okay. Well, my first job was on radio, actually. I was, I think I might have been like 15 or 16, and I did a school presentation, and my teacher called the radio station and asked if they were looking for an, another employer, another voice on the radio, and they got back in touch, and they said that they did need someone to handle radio shows on the weekends. And so she set up an interview without even telling me and then showed up in one of my classes and handed me a business card with a time and an address written on it. And it was for the radio station. So I showed up, I did my interview and I got hired. And so my first job was on the radio. After school, I was involved in a lot of bands, did studio recording, stage performances, things like that. And got just jobs in like leadership uh, roles in retail companies or sales companies, you know, like I was always being put to the either handling systems or doing team building or supervising or, you know, management or whatever. So I had this band and this studio experience going at the same time I was building sales skills and retail skills and team building skills. And I had no idea the world of podcasting really was what it was until much later. My first introduction to podcasts was um, 
I always thought it was just a bunch of overweight guys talking about movies in their basement. You know, I, I didn't I didn't know that there was this whole other avenue where people were using them branded podcasts and professional um, self-help podcasts and business podcasts. Like I didn't know there were all of these topics until much later. And in 2015, a mentor I was working with who was trying to help me build a viable brand asked me if I had ever thought of podcasting. And at the time I said, no. And I told him my feelings about podcasting. And he basically like blew my eyes wide open to the world of podcasting when he said like, check out these five shows. They're all very different. And I think you could contribute quite a bit of flair to the industry. And so I listened, I came, got back to him and I said, no, we have to do this. So I called up a buddy who I love to death. His name is Josh McKenzie. And I asked him if he wanted to be my co-host because I didn't want to do it alone the first time. And so we started a show called The Education Podcast. And the mentor I'm referring to, Mark Mowinney, he talked to me through in 30 days. He got me basically from, okay, this is my concept all the way to, all right, we're on iTunes, we got listeners, we have, you know, we know how to go get sponsors, we know how to go do this, like, we had all the knowledge we needed to go out and make this thing viable, and use it the way it was intended to be used as a marketing channel and a networking tool. And we just, we started the education podcast, and we worked at it for a year. My goal was to do this as a business. Josh had three other jobs, he volunteered, he was a very busy man. And so eventually we got tired of the scheduling situation and I found that my niche, my, my area of expertise was more in helping podcasters do their thing because I knew things that a lot of people don't necessarily know because I went through mentorship and got coached and did a lot of like really in-depth research. I had learned things that I thought were industry standard. But as I backed away and took a look at the bigger picture, there were a lot of people out there who did not know what I knew. And so I decided that that put me in a role where I could educate and instruct and help people build their shows much better. And so I started Podcast Bay. Anthony Hayes and I started the group, the Podcast Discovery Center on Facebook. And it's basically grown from there. And what you see today is just shy of two years worth of, of hard work every day on, on the, in the field of podcasting. That's what I'm. That's very interesting to hear because uh, it is it is sort of a something that you stumbled upon accidentally, but you grew into it, and then you have evolved. Your roles have changed, but you have had multiple. Now, now that I hear it, you have multiple years of experience in the field as a host and now also helping others. So, uh, that's that's. I like to hear those stories always. It tells people how they got into it. It's always unexpected. I've done. Uh, yeah. I've interviewed other profession, other career professionals from different careers, they all have similar story. They start out somewhat accidentally, they discover it, they like it and they are in it. Now they want to be in it because they enjoy it. So uh, sounds like a similar theme here as well. Yeah, we always, we always just kind of trip over our future career without knowing it. It's almost like life lines it up for us, <laughs> but, but we're too ignorant or oblivious to notice right away. So it keeps throwing it at us until we accept the challenge, you know? <laughs> that, that is a great point. That's a great point. Seems like a good blog post for me to write about. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So now I want to get into the the actual nitty-gritty of what is involved in, in, let's say someone wants to become a podcaster. 
for you, what does the day-to-day look like as a podcaster? Oh, um, it, it's different every day. That That is for sure. I try to add an element of structure to it, but um, you know as well as I do, Nisar, that structure is – it's a great idea and it's something to strive for, but it's not always possible. Perfect example, today I woke up – I got to sleep in a little bit. I woke up. I jumped on a call with you immediately. After this, I have um, work to do with a guy who's helping me set up my membership community with ClickFunnels. He and I are going to be working through the majority of the day. And in the early afternoon, someone's calling me to do a report for their school. They have a project they want to do and they want to interview someone who runs their own business in the media setting. And so like that's today. That's a Sunday. This is most people's day off, you know. But the majority of of what it is to be a regular podcaster versus what I do are very different. You know yourself, you have a blog element to what you do. And so a podcaster with a blog versus a podcaster or a blogger with a podcast, sorry, versus just a regular podcaster, the responsibilities change. So for me, what a day looks like is I wake up, I check my emails make sure everything's on the up and up with my clients and with guests and with the show itself. And then normally I take an hour to do whatever I want. Doesn't matter if it's watch comedy, eat pizza, cook a good breakfast, drink some tea, pet the cats, take a bath. I don't care. I do one hour of whatever it is I want because it sets the tone for my day and it makes me feel good and it'll offset how I woke up. And then after that, I try to accomplish three to five things every day that are daunting or big. So if I've got a bunch of deadlines coming up, I'll do production work on my client shows. Or if I have a, you know, my own show episodes are running dry, I'll, I'll cut and edit a few of those. I I'm always checking on the PDC every day, Podcast Discovery Center, to see who I might want to take on my show as guests, if anybody's struggling and needs some help. Um, And I set up calls throughout the week so that I can basically help people and answer questions. And then it just it varies and it, it multiplies, you know. So basically the the majority of my day can be taken up by production interviews either for other people's shows or for my own shows and then business work behind the scenes or writing content for various areas of, of what I do. There's there's a lot to it. it. It varies every single day, but there's there's a lot of moving components. And I think the trickiest thing is just staying organized and getting everything done. Hmm. So of all the things you said, uh, Scott, what do you enjoy most about the role or you know the career that you have chosen What I enjoy most, serving people, helping people, being able to answer questions in a way that they have this like you you see the light bulb turn on in their eyes and you see the smile across their faces because he or she has not thought of that idea yet or looked at it that way yet. And so like I do love to help people pass their problems or change their perspective or or give them, I guess, a little bit of an answer to the questions that they have about this industry, which is always growing and changing. But 
I do also like having my own show where I steer the ship and I command the vessel and we get to talk about whatever we want and spread the messages that we want to spread. And then I, I guess third thing, and they're all very close because it's so difficult, is the people that you meet and the networking that you do through this because any given day you can meet one person, you can meet 10 people and they're all extremely amazing people and you don't know what role, what pivotal moment they're going to come in and change your entire life. So it, it's, it's a great thing to be involved in. Podcasting changed my life 110% in the last two years. That's definitely great to hear. I, I definitely uh, love the networking side that you mentioned personally because uh, I started out my podcast, just a quick side note, uh, so I can add value to my audience, but over the last episode, I've met so many individuals, I've learned a lot, and uh, it's a great way to network and grow your network as well, and learn from others, so I totally agree, even though I don't do it full-time, it is a portion of, it's a small portion of what I do, I can imagine doing it full-time, and you're probably doing 10x, 20x of networking that I do, so that's great to hear it's pretty intense sometimes. I, I have a hard time keeping a lot of the names straight sometimes. So my, my most important thing is to develop a relationship and link who you are, what you do, and you know your, your attitude and your mentality. So like, I want to get people on the phone and talk to them. That way I get an idea of you're not just Nisar on Facebook or Nisar that I've messaged a few times. You're Nisar. I can close my eyes and, and hear the sound of your voice, know what your face looks like. And it helps me commit it to memory and, you know, what you do, what your goals are. That way, next time we call one another, I've got an idea of who you are, how I've helped you in the past, how you've helped me, et cetera, et cetera. So my biggest goal is just to build as many strong relationships as possible instead of just collecting people in a network, you know. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. That sounds great. Now, of course, uh, in any job, any career, any profession, there's also a flip side which people need to be aware. So if someone is looking into it, what would you say are some of the top challenges that one will face? Time management is a challenge. Okay, a lot of people getting into this, they're doing it as like a side thing. And you need to be able to commit the time to book your guests, record things, have fail safes in place in case your recording isn't working, which you do. You're very good at that. Get on other shows to promote yourself, edit properly and produce your show properly, which you know as well as I do. It's a big time eater. It, it spend, it's, a, it's a huge time spend, right? Then you have to upload your shows, promote your shows. So if you don't have the time management skills to do it, it can be a massive challenge. Honestly, you might find this ironic, Nisar. My least favorite part of podcasting is the editing process. It's actually the part that is the most tedious and that I enjoy the least. But I, I love the whole process immensely. So even though I love editing the least, I love it more than most things, <laughs> you know. And so for me to do a job as an editor, because I don't necessarily love editing, I'm able to pick out all of the things that other people would just blow past. I don't. I, I sit down and I really am meticulous about it. And it's that meticulous nature that makes editing such a pain for me because I don't want to leave an unpolished product out there in the world. I want to make sure that it's polished to the best of its ability. So there are times that I've spent 
five hours on audio files that could not be saved. And that's probably the hardest part for my job. But for the average podcaster that like when I was just getting into this before I tacked on all the extra windows and, and jobs to do, knowing how much time actually goes into it and planning it accordingly was the hardest part. I totally hear you on the editing part. And as, a, as someone who's done close to 40 episodes, editing is not my strong suite, not something I truly enjoy. So I can hear you. I totally hear you. And what you have done is, Scott, I think, I believe, I know this, but others should know that you have taken that pain that all podcasters have, including myself, and turned that into a profession. So you help them with mixing, editing, or services like that. That's something good to be aware of because one thing I always say to people, like when people ask me, how long does it take you to make a podcast? I say it takes me maybe less than an hour to record and another three hours if I'm doing it myself to do editing and make a final piece. So there's a one is to three ratio, right? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm terrible. That's why my time takes longer. For some people, it might be shorter, but that is that is grueling. Like you have to pay attention to the details, a lot of work. Well, I, I agree with you. For people who, you know, they sit down and they're not necessarily versed in the editing process. Um, I know myself, like I can get done in an hour and a half or two hours what some people can get done in four. And I typically do a cleaner, more polished job of it. But then there are guys who are way more experienced than me who can do what I can do in two hours, get it done in 45 minutes and make it sound like someone gilded it in solid gold, but they also cost a fortune. (laughs) So, but yeah, like, no, I figured if I dislike editing, but can do it quickly and well, imagine all those people who dislike it and take a long time to do it. Like I, you're right. I, I, I noticed the pain point. I noticed that people were willing to pay for it. And I just went ahead and said, all right, let me take that off your hands for you. (laughs) That's that's uh, good. To, yeah, that's good to hear, of course. And Scott, thanks for sharing. Some things I enjoy, some things you find challenging. Thanks for being honest. So someone is listening to this and they say, you know what, this sounds like a career for me. I think I, can, I have the, uh, this is something I can make a business, an income, a career. So how does one go about becoming uh, a podcaster? Like what, what, what do you recommend someone to get started in this field? Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say is do not disillusion yourself. It's not, it's a very rare instance where someone dives into this and makes a bunch of money straight out the gate. You have to play the long game and using a podcast itself to make money is probably the most difficult way to do it. If your goal is to make a career out of podcasting, it's going to be a long, difficult journey because there's a lot of different avenues and aspects to look at. However, if you want to use podcasting as a supplement to your career or a a leg of your advertising and promotion and marketing, now you're looking at it in in a more framed perspective. What I like to tell people is that if you have a service or product, add a podcast as like an advertising and networking and marketing tool because that way you can use your podcast to sell your own product and your own service and all of that because jumping in, creating a listenership, getting sponsors, all of that is 
it's a little more difficult than some podcast gurus out there will have you believe. You know, they're out there selling a product as well, and their product is podcast knowledge. And so they're going to make you believe that it's about pressing record, jumping on the mic, publishing your first episode, getting new and noteworthy in iTunes, and landing a bunch of sponsors and you're set for life, when really that's not the way this works. It's not linear like that. So that's my first like disclaimer right here and now. Do not disillusion yourself. But to get started, it's pretty, like you can agree, Nassar, the barrier to entry is a little higher than, let's say, blogging. Um, and it's a little lower than shooting perfect video. So it's a nice little middle ground. And what I recommend to people is pick up a solid mic. You know, some people use Blue Products. Some people use Audio-Technica. I'm a huge fan of the ATR2100. It's got great sound for, and it's fairly inexpensive. I myself, I use an SM58, which is a vocal mic for singers. Typically, they they use them, and I use it in my studio, and I love it to death. So pick up a decent mic. doesn't have to run you a ton of money. Get yourself a half-decent editing program, and just sit behind the mic and talk. And just talk about things that matter to you. Talk about things that elate you, excite you what have you, and try to find a way to work either the recordings of yourself can either create what you want to talk about, because if you start noticing patterns and start noticing the content that really excites you, you can talk about that stuff. And that could become your show, plain and simple. Or if you get in here with goals in mind, aka you want to use it as a supplement to a blog like Nisar does, or you want to turn it into a career based around your services like I do, or you have um, a product that you want to sell and you just want to talk to a bunch of people in that field, it's good to sit down and have somewhat of a plan. But I know people on both ends of the spectrum. I know people who podcast for pure enjoyment and entertainment, and they've gotten sponsors and they're making money. And I know people who podcast for a business and a you know they have a more direct agenda to their podcast and they're selling products and services and making tons of money so it it depends how you want to go about it really but the biggest thing is to sit down and have a goal for your show you you shouldn't be you can but you shouldn't be recording a show all willy-nilly with no idea no end game in mind because then you know a year from now you could have 52 shows under your belt and not be any closer to turning it into anything. So it's good to set up goals and figure out what you want for your show, invest in some decent equipment, and then just just start. Just press record and start. Great. And, and thanks for the honesty. <laughs> the disclosure at the beginning was, I, I believe anybody starting a podcast should listen to that because uh, it is true. Uh, you're not going to, it, it is a slow process depending on your niche. It's a learning curve as well, and it's good to hear from someone who's done it and um, someone who helps others as well with podcasting. So I have a – the next question I have, I, I think it's a dumb question, but I think it should be asked uh, in terms of – in order to get started as a podcaster, in terms of certification, degrees, or any type of, uh, uh, I don't know, education, is, is that required to get started? Is that important at all? not it doesn't hurt <laughs> that's for sure 
Um, you don't necessarily need it. The learning curve is not so steep that you need XYZ university degrees. However, depending on the point of your show, you know, if you are wanting to help people sort out their problems via your show, maybe you should have education in um, psychology or what have you. If you're doing your show based on business and marketing, maybe having marketing education would be wise. If you want to put out an insanely polished product and cut the learning curve down to the show, maybe you do want to go to school and take audio engineering. I will never bash education, but full disclosure, I have very little. I'm a licensed bartender (laughs) and I dropped out of business school. You know, I graduated high school with honors, but other than that, I have no real certifications. Everything that I have in my life, I've gotten through experience. And so you don't need a fancy title or degree to get started in business or to form a career or to even just start your first podcast. Like I said, some guys just do movie reviews and talk crap and they're talking to A-list actors on their show and they've never seen the inside of, you know, they've never been a director. They've never seen a set, but yet they've got a list actors sitting on their show talking to them. So in the world of podcasting, no, you don't need education. However, education is always a fantastic supplement to whatever it is you truly want to do. So I would say pursue all the education you want, but do it for the reasons that you want to learn, not necessarily because it's going to help you get a job. No, I love that. Thank. Uh, it's it's a great, great answer. So, if I can summarize in two sentences what you just said is, you don't necessarily need an education to get started podcasting, but if you're doing a specific show, it'll be important to have. For example, if you have a show about doctors, it's better that you, uh, not not some not some random guy, someone. It'll be good to hear that from a doctor, right? Something like that. So that makes sense. You got it. Okay. Okay, so now we talked about how someone gets started. Uh, I want to hear about the, uh, the idea, career path. So let's say someone gets started. Where can they take their job or business? Like, uh, What is the end goal for some people that they strive for? I think multiple streams of income should be the end game always myself. I'm, I'm, not, I'm one of those people who was never comfortable at a, a regular job. Because if that job fired me, which I've never been fired, so this is a really weird fear. But if that job fired me, I would then have no income. And so I believe that whatever you do in life, you should set yourself up to earn in multiple different ways. And I feel like a podcast is no different. So if you're looking at the podcast industry and you want to get your leg in, there's a lot of ways you can do it and turn a profit. One is the way that everyone talks about, which is sponsorship. And it's probably the hardest one to do, honestly. But you you get out, you do your show, you create a listenership of very specific people. Like myself, I I talk to 5,000 podcasters. Yourself, Nisar, you know, what's who do you speak to? Who's your audience? Personally, I, my, my audience are one of two people, the job seekers looking to get into the market or looking, for, uh, looking to uh, get a job, and those who have jobs who want to take it to the next level. That's my audience for my blog All right. and the podcast. Perfect, right? So if I wanted to host sponsors on my show, which I, I don't at the moment, but if I did want to open up that avenue, uh, my, my main reason is I don't want to run ads. I think they're kind of intrusive. But... 
if I wanted to run ads and I didn't care so much about the listener experience and I just wanted the money, um, I could sell ads for hosting services. I could sell ads for podcast engineers and producers. I could sell ads for website services. I could sell ads for anything a podcaster would want. You yourself, you could ser- you could partner up with LinkedIn or you could – headhunters could pay you to run ads for their services or you could run a little classified section with certain – you know, on your blog potentially where certain companies are looking for jobs and they know that the people who listen to your show are looking for employment or looking for a career shift. So you know, knowing your audience and who you speak to very much crafts the sponsorship side of it. The more you know about your listener, the better. So that's step one that, you know, that's one stream. Get to know your listener, get some sponsors who can provide them what they need. The other point of view is like the one that I've done is get to know your listener and provide them what they need. (laughs) So have your own products or services to sell and you can sell it through your show or you could sell it through your website or word of mouth or whatever. So in my case, I do. I have a membership community that I'm building for podcasters. I do production services for podcasts. And I also do consulting for podcasters who do want to produce their own shows, but maybe don't have everything figured out yet or have questions or they're so far in the game and they've plateaued, whatever. I basically provide products and services based around the needs of who listens to my show. So uh, that cuts out the sponsors game for me because sponsors pay you a little bit so that you can sell their product for them. Whereas if you have your own product or service, you can connect more intimately with your audience and pocket more of the money for yourself, truth be told. And that's to me was the most logical step. After that, you can, again, you can run a blog, you can do membership communities you can do a lot of different things. To cre- you can do affiliate sales even. You know, you meet a guy like myself or Nisar and we have a product on the go and you love our product or our service and you decide you want to sell us for um, a percentage of the money. A lot of people are doing affiliate sales. Some people do it via Amazon. They set up an affiliate account on Amazon and anytime their guest mentions a book that changed their life, like for, you know, if, if your guest is on and he says, my favorite book is Green Eggs and Ham by Dr. Seuss, which is my favorite book, by the way, um, you can go in to your Amazon affiliate shop, pull up the affiliate link for Green Eggs and Ham, pop that in your blog post about our interview and away you go. If someone clicks that link, buys Green Eggs and Ham, buys two more books and a, a barbecue, you get a percentage of all of that money, right? So there's there's no one way to do it. My opinion about building a career in this industry is not to chase sponsors. It's to find a way to set up as many income streams as possible, as many revenue streams as possible, and be authentic, honest, and upfront about it. You know, put a disclaimer on your stuff saying that you make money from your show, Don't hide the fact that you sell products or services or are affiliating with people. Like the more upfront you are about how you make your money, the better and easier it is to make your money. And so I feel like if you're going to start a career in podcasting, number one is be honest that that's what you want to do. And you will run into purists who think you should starve to death. It's for some reason, every industry has them. But um, (laughs) yeah, just be upfront about what you want to do and then set up as many income streams as possible And don't overshoot yourself, you know, don't get in and pretend you're an expert on day three. Take the time, learn the craft, 
get to know your listeners, and then get them what they need. That is great. That's a great breakdown of the things that are possible. So uh, th- that's amazing. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, it gives me ideas. My brain, my the wheels in my brain are clicking right now. Wow, wow, wow. But as you said, it's not about sometimes just chasing sponsors, but it's also the more value you add, sometimes people come to you, and uh, that's another way to grow your business. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That is, I love that answer you just gave, Scott. Thank you. So the last question I have, a closing question, is what advice, if there's one piece of advice, you, I know you've shared a few already, but if there's one piece of advice that you'll give to someone who wants to get into the field, what is it? Do it your way. Have fun with it. That's the most important thing is have fun with it. If you don't love your show, if you don't love your guests, if you don't love your content, if you don't love your sound quality, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I got into this and I thought I had to be something I wasn't. I thought I had to be prim, proper, buttoned up, suit, tie, talking to all of the big wigs. And it felt so inauthentic to me. And I quickly got to a place where I hated what I was doing. And so I took a step back, soul searched for a little bit, if you could call it that, and came back really hard and put on the show that I wanted to do and took the steps that I wanted to take. And I didn't want to do things the way everyone else had already done them. I I don't believe everything's been done already. People will say so, but I don't believe it. And so I'm always trying to find new ways to make things interesting and new guests to have a lot of fun with and and to have the kinds of conversations I want to have. So that's my biggest piece of advice is just always be true to yourself. Always be doing things the way that feels good to do them and just have a lot of fun and laugh a lot while you're doing this because that's the difference maker. I would rather listen to a half an hour or an hour of people having a blast on their show than sit down and listen to two guys being very cold and staunchy and stifled and having just a very generic, bland conversation. Breathe a life into what you're doing and have a lot of fun. Thank you. That is a great summary to the, I mean, the great way to end and closing question and the closing question. Thank you, Scott. One final piece before I say thank you to you is I was intending this episode to be not informative for people getting into the podcast, but I'm sure people who are already doing it for a while, like you should listen to it as well because you've shared a lot of golden nuggets along the way. So thank you for coming on as a guest, Scott. It was a pleasure. I always say this, but I say especially in this case, what you have said, I have some ideas that I can take back from my show. So uh, I'm really, really uh, uh, glad that you came on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate the chance to share a little bit of my story and clear up some of the some of the stuff that, you know, maybe podcasters might have the wrong impression about or the wrong idea about and inspire and and give ideas. That's the whole name of the game. You're welcome, Scott. Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview as part of a blog post on careermedis.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Perry Medis podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and even TuneIn. And for more content ideas, tips, resources, go to the website careermedis.com. If you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a review or a comment. And if you really loved it, definitely go ahead and share this episode among your network. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmed, your host for the Career Medis podcast. Thank you. Oh,